This is Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. Um, here in the studio with John Fideli, our big back-to-school show. Back to school. Mark Dalzell will be coming in. Mm-hmm. Dane Johnson will be coming in. Uh, Dane was missed. I got a letter. Yeah. Asking where Dane is. I'm going to save it for him. That's the summer. He's busy. See, it's not so much where's Dane. It's like, what's up with Dane? Uh-huh. I'm like, why? He doesn't come down no more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, he flake out? How was yeah. your summer? It's great. Yeah. It was a, uh, my summer was a uh, super eight-tastic yeah, summer. Definitely. Uh, with the highlights being, it was a super eight-tastic Kodak Vision 3 amazement. Yeah. I did all my research on the super eights, all the films, which are here on the table. See all these films? Oh, those are beautiful. We'll talk about what, those a little later. you get those later. from? FPP Now Stock Super 8. <sighs> Look at that. So Look this is the that. this is the uh, internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. Mm-hmm. A big hello to folks out there who have been listening all along. Yes. So many of you have been listening since the beginning. That's amazing. That is amazing. And want to want to welcome any new people tuning in for the first time. You know, if you're discovered film photography, a lot of folks send emails like, "Hey, I just discovered the show." And then they go back and listen to the archive, which is all at our filmphotographyproject.com. Episode one thirty one. Next month we celebrate our sixth birthday. Yay! Are we going to go to a bouncy house? <laughs> <laughs> cake. So one of the highlights of this summer is I went down to Texas. Yeah, you talked about it on the Super 8 uh, Super Secret show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, during the summer we did a bonus, bonus show. show. Went down to Dallas, went down to Austin to screen the Super 8 horror feature of the basement, which I think I relayed to you. Mm-hmm. Really touted it. Like, yo, come on down, meet me. You know, mm-hmm. meet me. <laughs> I'm going to be shooting Super 8. It's going to be great. Yada, yada. <laughs> Yeah. Not realizing how incredibly gory the amount Profane. of profanity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was the 80s. We cursed a lot. Oh, my goodness. So much profanity. It's incredible. Fs. Oh, my God. Fs and Ss. F, S, C words. Oh. <laughs> but folks listening, the next screen, if, if complete gore and... <laughs> Uh, an amazing amount of profanity is okay with you, then come on down on Friday, September 25th to the Alamo Draft House Yonkers. Mm. There'll be a link right on our uh, you know show notes, filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> Click podcast and go to the show notes. Uh, you'll see a link. If that's your thing... <laughs> Have burger and beer and watch a... Super 8 movie. Super 8 gory profane movie. That I shot, and John, you were on all that thing, right? Yes. John and I shot this movie in 1989. We're there every day. Was it 89? 89. Yeah, my God. Uh, I guess, you know, our dedication is to be applauded, but it's a bit insane, right? The amount of time we spent on that? (sighs) The amount of time we spent on it and the the amount of misery we had to endure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could laugh about it now. We have to. Now that we're, what, 30 years removed from it? Yeah. <laughs> 35 years. You know, Super 8, back then, uh, they made these 200-foot magazines that you clip onto your camera. Crazy. So you'd have uh, about 11 minutes worth of film per load. Yeah. So if you folks want to see the, 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 end, <laughs> the end result of this, one, we, we worked on it for like a month. It's a pretty stony film because, uh, as you mentioned on the last show, the post-production, it's very post-production heavy. All new dubbing. All new uh, sound. All new music, yeah. All new music. Uh, so 
uh, it's a pretty, and I hope you don't get insulted when I say this, it's, it's a, a very good bad movie. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a movie that's so bad that it's enjoyable. Yes. It's really enjoyable. The write-up uh, written by uh, Joe Siemba from Austin says, it's a movie that doesn't deserve to be as good as it is. <laughs> That's an interesting so, statement. So if you're into camp, if you can kind of like... Camp it up. Come on down. Alamo Draft House, September 25th. I will be there. Joey K. If you're an old-timey FPP listener, Joey K. He's been on the show many times. Yeah. Back he in sh- the day, Joey K. He cut, cut many of our uh, YouTube videos, yeah. and he will be there. He did, all, he did all the post-production. Yes. He did all the sound, orchestrated all the voices. You know, A, a brilliant achievement, if you ask me. That is a brilliant. When you're watching it, the sound sounds incredible in the theater. So, Alamo Draft House, September, September 25th, I will be there. Super 8 camera in hand, no doubt. And I shot Super 8 in Texas this summer. Well, this weekend is Uncle Mike's 90th birthday. So, I'm going to bring my Super 8 camera, as you mentioned. Like, well, you know, why would you shoot Super 8? Why would you shoot? No, see, that's have good a for an event. Yeah, you have a purpose. If people don't have, like, events coming up or family or things like that. Uh, Super 8 uh, cameras come with, like, tips. Like, you know, count out your shots. Each right. shot should be four seconds. I totally seconds. did that this time, yeah. Oh, you did? A five second. Unless something cool was happening or if I was panning away. You had to give it. Right. I count five. Because the first roll I shot... I looked and I'm like, man, these shots are long and there's nothing really going on oh, in it. Oh, too long. You know, I'm like following my kid coming out of the water. I'm like, okay, I had enough of that. Why am I still shooting? And too enthusiastic. Yes. You have to be a little bit more economical. And what is your, how many seconds do you shoot? Now I shoot like between five, eight seconds most. If there's something funny going on. So I shoot like one, two, five seconds. Yeah. I kind of just plan it out when I'm shooting moving pictures. It's like, okay, it's the event. You know, like Uncle Mike's, I'm going to shoot an exterior of the joint. The rest Just like you did with a wedding. It's, See, it's it, all your wedding training coming yeah, into Yeah, it good really use. is. You kind of pace the day to tell a story in pictures, mm. camera edited, unless, yeah. unless you're going to edit it. Yeah. No, what, you had the dinner, the one movie you showed me, the dinner at your uh, parents' house. Uh, Father's Day. It was great. It was, cam- it was a camera ver- edited. Very good story of the day. Yeah, intro. Right. Food coming out. Right. Mom cooking on Close the stove. the food. People enjoying themselves. Mom coming themselves. out with the dishes, like she came out with the... You know, the main meal. It was very well organized. Cut to coffee brewing. <laughs> did uh, did uh, your family think you're nuts? No. Shooting this? They weren't bothered Not by at it. all. Okay. Not, they didn't phase them in the least. I mean, I think my family's so used to. Right. And There's Michael with that camera and the bright lights again. And my dad uh, used to shoot Super 8. Oh, yeah? And I, I used 500T, no lights. Just oh, no lights. House oh. lights. Great. Yeah. It looked pretty, Great. S- pretty sweet. But since we're talking about Super 8, we might as well get it over with. Yeah, so where'd you get this Vision stock from? This looks fat, like 16 mils, because the, I guess it's the cartridge, right? Yeah. Remember the 50-foot spools you would get oh. for 16 that we used to shoot in the Bolex? Yeah, uh, they were 100 foot. 100 foot, were they? 16 is They had the black reels. I yeah. guess they were like daylight protected. It's called or? a daylight spool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the world of 16-millimeter filmmaking is available to you as well. It's a much better format. It's a much nicer format. More cameras s- are real. They're real cameras. Much like more expensive. Lots. Though. Double. Yeah. Double. It's so Ooh. funny because it's like 8-millimeter, 16, double the width. Double the size. Double the double size, the double the price. Double the price. Uh, it's too expensive. This is not an inexpensive hobby, but I uh, sort of comp this to if you're a Polaroid shooter in the sense that you know I get so many emails from Polaroid shooters or new Polaroid shooters who have the camera and I explain to them that, you know, the battery's in the film and yeah, yeah. In, order, in order to 
uh, test your camera, you kind of have to invest in the format because you buy the pack, test the camera, and then what? doesn't work. Right. So Super 8, you buy the camera, have to test a roll. Yes. And I tested a roll. That's it's an expensive proposition to test a roll because yes. if your camera doesn't work, you're out like, you know, 70 bucks, yep. 100 bucks. Uh, so out 80 bucks. 80 bucks. Yeah, 80, I was out 80 bucks. I went to Smooth with Jim Jankowitz's Super 8 camera. Oh, yeah. That Beautiful was Minolta. And the problem is in the gate, the, 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 the little claw that pulls the film, film yeah. from frame to frame because right. you're shooting 18 frames per second. Yeah. It wasn't working. Uh, so the film just sat there. Lab called me and said, your film's black before they transferred it. Look, we'll, we'll, well, give you a, we'll give you a credit on the transfer. Let's get down to business. How much are these? As we spoke about, if you're not shooting Pro 8, right. you have to buy the film separately and send it out for processing and transfer separately. Well, Pro 8 is a kit. You buy it in the FPP store. It's reasonably priced. It's the best price around. Definitely. And basically, John shot it on his vacation, which is... you. You pop the cartridge in, you shoot it in your Super 8 camera, it's a three-minute movie, you put it in the prepaid envelope, mm-hmm. and you get back your film, and they email you a transferred file for Digi- your computer. Digital mole file. Which is kind of nice. Yeah, it is. And that's a color negative. Yeah. But this is, um, am I holding in my hand 50 feet? Mm-hmm. This is what 50 feet looks like. A tiny spool. This is uh, a, color, a color positive ectochrome, and we also carry the Whitner chrome. To answer your question. I shot the Whitner. <laughs> the Witna. The, vi- the, the Vitna. Really quick, what you were holding in your hand, which was the Kodak Vision 3 film, it's mm-hmm. color negative film, comes in 50 daylight, 200, when I say 50, I mean the ISO, 50, 50. daylight. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. 200 tungsten, which is indoor, mm-hmm. and 500 tungsten, which is indoor. Those are the ISOs. It's a beautiful film because it's a negative. It's professional. They shoot movies on and stuff. Yes, that is professional film, and the latitude you have is incredible. So if you overexpose it, it's great. If you underexpose it, it's great. Not not really a problem. If you shoot this single cartridge that's not part of a kit, I think this is $29.99. What? I think so, yeah. It's cheaps. And then you have to send it to your own fancy-schmancy lab. Which we worked out was like, what, 30-something for the transfer and and, uh, development? There are two labs. If you go to our website, into the FPP store under movie film, you'll see this and it gives mm. some recommendations like Yale Film Lab, Yale Cine Lab in Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Yes, uh, and then the other single is. Do you know if Yale does transfer too, or they just develop? I think they all do transfers. Okay, you have to do it as a package. Yeah, and it's best to kind of. The beauty of the kit is that they're each one is self-contained, so. Mm. You shoot the film. You shoot it and mail it and you're done. Right. But what if the, the kit films are color negative film? Yeah. The Vision 3. That's all it is, the Vision 3. Yeah. But what if you want to shoot a color reversal film, a slide film, so that you can project it in your living room? Yeah. That's what the Vintner Chrome is. Yeah, see? The Vintner Chrome is uh, ag for stock, and that's what I've been shooting the rest of the summer, mm-hmm. uh, this happens to be... Did I get... The, I didn't get mine back yet. I gave it to you. I have it. Oh. Where is it? Kids playing golf on it? Yeah, mini golf. Okay. Where is it? Oh. We're going to have a premiere at Mark's house. Oh. Uh, did you get a transfer of it no, or no? No, I'm going to do it uh, deluxe. Oh, uh, I'll just take it on my phone. Yeah. Off the wall. So the Vintner Chrome, this is the car show. Remember the car show in the spring? Yeah, the T-Bird show. T-Bird show. So How's that look? It's it great. You said the transfer was no good. I didn't care for the transfer that was done at Dwayne's. But you projected it and, you, and it looks nice. I projected it and it looks nice, yeah. 
But let's say you want to have a projection show in your living room. You know, you don't want to be like your dad in 1960, like loading up 50-foot spools. Yeah. Gets gets time-consuming. Yes. And each time you go to load up a roll of film in a projector, is always that danger. Of rippage. Or burnage. You edited everything together in well, a 200-foot reel? Some of these. Yeah. So if you need Super 8 supplies, like here is a splicing block. Oh, look at that. Do you remember these? Yes, Do you ever I use do. this one? Uh, I don't believe so, no. This is called a Kodak Press Tape Universal Splicer. Nice. And you get these splice tapes. They got the little splice things in there? Yeah. Oh. Look at that. Cool. You just line them up on the sprockets and yeah. push the thing down, right? Yeah, it's really, really awesome. So you could basically... I went to Larry Urbanski's website. It's called MovieCraft. Yeah. If you, go, if you Google Larry Urbanski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I... The Google. Or MovieCraft, Movie Supplies, you'll come up with his website. And you could buy supplies. You Those could are 200 feet, feet yeah, spools? This is a 200-foot uh, empty Super 8 or 8-millimeter spool. You could buy the splicer. Is that old? Yeah, vintage. Wow. And his prices are really reasonable, folks. So I'm going to take all the film I shot that's positive, and I can take four 50-foot rolls and splice it into one 200-foot roll, which is about 11 minutes of show. What show? So I'm going to do this. Okay. And we're going to have a show at Mark's house. Okay. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait. So that's it. Okay. That's the Super 8 update. So you could buy single Vision 3 film and then get a process at the lab of your choice. You could buy the Kodak Vision 3 kits. They come with a mailer to get it transferred to a file. Mm-hmm. These are negative stocks. You can't project them. For a uh, film that you want to project, there's the Agatha Chrome, which is called Wittner Chrome. It's from Germany. Wittner. Yeah, it's awesome. I bought a projector on eBay, and all I did, the way I bought the projector... Because I had a projector here that was chewing up, you know, chewing film up. Didn't chew up any of my film. Mm. I took some test film. Luckily. Searched a Super 8 projector, tested, and about four auctions Ah. came up. And these are guys who are hobbyists who are like, I film tested this. It works. The bulb works. Yada, yada. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's same same thing goes for buying a Super 8 camera on eBay. Was it that much more expensive knowing that it was tested and working? No. No. No, these are guys that just, I mean, they're providing a service because they're into it. Right. Same thing goes for a camera. If you buy a camera, I suggest buying it from someone who kind of knows the camera, who has put batteries in it, mm-hmm. that knows that it's working. Yeah. Otherwise, you get caught with a clunker. Or, or someone that will take it back. I mean, you go through the same grief with your vinyl records that you buy on eBay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It really stinks when a guy on eBay says NM, right. near mint. And it's like scratched. But uh, I wanted to say, the, also, the, uh, the cool thing with shooting Super 8 is a lot of people look at you and look at the camera. They just don't know how to process it. Seeing a big, bulky film camera. Yeah, when I'm walking down the boardwalk in Wildwood, and I'm like, you know, and people, you could see people like, what's that noise? And then they look at you and they're like, what, what is that? You know, they actually say, they don't even, what is that? They don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm like, it's a film camera. They're like, oh, well, what, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm shooting movies, home movies on Super 8. And that usually shuts them down. They're just like, oh, uh, okay, well, interesting Well, now camera. it's uh, a generation or so, so removed. Yeah, they have so no concept of what it is. Kids and young adults in their mm. 20s have no concept because... They don't even know what it is. Yeah. You know, my kids didn't know what it is. Like when I was shooting film, they're like, oh, let me see. 
And right. I'm like, like, I'll play it back like I do on the phone because I'll videotape them on the phone and then we'll watch it immediately. And, right. And they're like, oh, let's see it. I'm like, I can't show it to you now. Why not? <sighs> Explain it to you someday. Right, right, right. Before we take a break, before those goons get here, uh, you talked about uh, what you did over the summer and you yeah. shot some Vision 3 film that's... We're talking about 35 millimeter. 35 now. millimeter, 500T, and 50D mm. daylight. Yeah, I shot the gamut. One, one, you, 320. These are Did both in rangefinder cameras. Yeah. These are the cameras that when you look through the uh, eyepiece, you have to like line up. Lines it up. Lines it up. The yellow dot. One is a, called an Olympus 35RC. Yeah. One of my favorite rangefinder cameras. So it's an cameras. awesome little camera. It's compact. It's easy it, to use. It's compact and like it's satisfying. Like even when you cock, when you're advancing, right? It's like nice. The shutter is nice. It's easy to focus, right? Oh, uh, for for me, rangefinder is the way to go. Our our friends in the UK have always been saying you got to get a rangefinder. You got to get a rangefinder. Really? Another rangefinder is the Minolta Seven, which I lo- I loaned you mm-hmm. one here from the studio, right? And which I actually have one now, so I can give it back to you. I forgot to bring it today. And how did you get but yours? Our good friend, uh, Alex Laux, who uh, came to Smooth a long time ago with us. And uh, he does the, what do you call it? Uh, he does the war reenactments. Yes. He's a war reenactment guy. A great guy. He knew when we were out here, I was jonesing for one of them. And uh, he was nice enough to send me one along. I really appreciate that it. That is awfully nice. Because that's like my go-to camera now. So now I don't have to worry about you. Where's the lens cap? Do you have You're lens not letting your kids shoot this while they're eating ice cream, are you? Do you have lens caps on your camera? Uh, some of them, yeah. And then you not, you haven't experienced no. the whole retrochrome thing I'm, yet. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. And then, of course, which we should mention, yeah. is that John is a huge fan of his, um, what's it called? 44. Yashica 44. Yashica <laughs> 44. It's a camera. It's a fun little, uh, what, do you, it's, it's what do you call TL, it? TLR. TLR, yeah. Through the lens, you look down into it. Twin lens. It's a twin lens. And it takes 127 film. And so many folks out there, I'm a big uh, Instagram poster. Yeah. Uh, folks out there, who, if you're on Instagram, I'm FPP underscore Michael. I love it. And I posted some shots of the film before I gave it to you. Oh, no kidding. A lot of folks didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like, oh, really? It's a roll film? So this is a roll film. It's a it's tiny roll film. It's bigger than 35 millimeters. It's a great image, man. Smaller than 120. Yeah. It's 46 millimeters, actually. It's beautiful image. Well, when I, it, what inspired me to bring it along on my vacation was I finally got to scanning a roll I shot some time ago. And while I was scanning it in, I was just like, whoa, this looks great. Why do you like it so much? Because I love the little camera. Oh, yeah. You like compact. It, it fits in my hand so sweetly. Now, I like the big TLRs, too. Don't get me wrong. I love my Rolly Flex and the uh, bigger Yashica I have, Yashica Flex. But it's just so small and easy to carry and uh, it's cute. I likes it. What I discovered is a, a Kodak. I had a I had a box of film in my fridge. I don't know where I got it from. See, you're so crazy. You don't. You got all this stuff. You're you're like hoarding stuff. You I don't, don't know, know what you got. Mark O'Brien sent it to me. It's possible. I don't know if I got it in a, in a lot, but it is called Kodak. It has a number. It's like Kodak Color three ninety two. Three ninety two. I called Leslie up. I was like, Leslie, what is this? It's a color film. It's ISO 200. It's C41. It's not some wacky lab film. Yeah. What is this? She calls me back. It's a film used by schools and, as she would say, Sears. Mm-hmm. You know, the portrait studio? Yep. Where you'd go to have your picture taken in the 1980s or the 
guy would come around to your school and take a, your class picture. Those were all 127. Well, not all, but I guess a number of people, quite a few folks used that because Kodak made yeah. the special film. And Leslie said, oh, my God, that's a portrait film. You're going to love it. It's going to be a really great film. Great. So to it. I shot a roll in my, uh, I have a, a camera called a Nomad. <laughs> it's a point and shoot, no focus, no f-stops, just, you know, wow. point and shoot. It's called a Nomad 127. It's funny. It's a great name for it, point and shoot. Yeah. Nomad. <laughs> so I shot, you know, your pictures will be so much better. I just shot in and around Pompton Lake, something exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. And, of course, I'm going to roll a roll for Leslie for her to test Hopefully on our yeah. upcoming uh, FPP uh, walk, our photo walk. Roll another one. Yeah, no, October third. Yeah. Saturday, October third in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The FPP gang, the Western gang, the Midwest gang. Yeah, the Midwesterns. Uh, Leslie Lazenby, Matt Mirage, and I. Mark O'Brien, headed up by Mark. You met Mark a few yeah, times. Of course, great guy. Entomologist. What is he? Entomologist. A bug doctor. Entomology. <laughs> he's a bug he's a, scientist. He's a bug guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bug scientist. Epitomology? Uh, Sorry, has, Mark. He has his uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan area crappy camera club. That's right. And they meet every month. I'm inspired, actually. I'm inspired that they meet every month. They have like 12 people. They meet every month that's at a cool. pub. That's that's a real camera club. I think meeting in a pub is key to getting membership constant. <laughs> I think that if it's a pub and they serve food, I mean, it's a great place. You get some, you know, yeah. get some steak fries. Hang out. Hang out. Show your crappy cameras and the pictures you took with it. And good cameras. So we're going to be meeting Saturday, October 3rd. Uh, we're going to be walking around town. We're going to be going to the Argus Museum. Oh, you get to meet all the crappy club guys, clubbers. Yeah. Crappy camera clubbers. Yeah, let me uh, play the spot I cut. Hey, folks, it's Michael Rosso. Join Matt Marash, Leslie Lazenby, and I on October 3rd for our FPP one-day meetup in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's right. We'll be hitting the streets with our camera, hosted by Mr. Mark O'Brien of the A3C3 Ann Arbor, Michigan Camera Club. It's going to be an amazing day where we meet up at the local camera store, go on a photo walk in Ann Arbor, and end up at the Argus Museum. Joining us is absolutely free, and if you register, you will get an awesome FPP goodie bag of FPP hand-rolled films. Go to filmphotographyproject.com and click on the main story for our Ann Arbor, Michigan meetup on Saturday, October 3rd. Look forward to seeing you there. Hey, we're back. Really quick, I want to just... Look at this. Whoa. This is... A, speaking, cool. Speaking of uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, home of Argus. Argus. I got this in the mail with a bunch of other stuff. I want to... There's a note in here. Really? I have a... I, I, I don't know if there was a note, but I made sure I... Made a note of the gentleman's address. This is a, what I call NIB, new, new in box. box. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I can't wait to see it. So this is an Argus Model 708 Super 8 camera. There goes your uh, documentation. Look, it's got the manual with it and everything. Got the manual. And I really want to thank Mr. James Meeklejohn. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Where is he from? He's from Flushing, Michigan. Oh. Now, it doesn't surprise me. Because Argus is in Michigan, 
So the whole Midwest was filled the, with Argus. The Argus belt. Yeah. You know, in the 1950s and 1960s. Just leave a note as to how he acquired mm-hmm. this? or uh, No, no note. But there was a bunch of other stuff. So I want to thank James for his donation to the FPP, which I'm going to be talking about in a little bit. Donations. You see that? With the camera? That's beautiful, yeah. Oh. So square. So Argus-y. <laughs> it's re- it is. Oh, look at that lens. Oh, look through it. It's a wonderful lens. Wow. Whenever I look through... Uh, a camera. There's no Did film in it. you load it? No, no, no film in it. But you put batteries in it. Yeah. Oh, the zoom is on top or on the... On oh. the it says it has an electronic zoom. It sounds very Westworld, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, I see the little red tab up here. What's impressive about this Argus Casina is that, well, first of all, it's, bo- it's a box. Like the, you know... Like, like most Argus products. Like the Argus brick. Right. It's so funny. When they designed this, they probably like, oh, no, and they came back, it was all smooth. Yeah. Like, it has to be square. <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be funny if the owners of, of Argus had square heads. If they were blockheads. If they were blockheads. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Yeah. So I'm going to put a, a, a roll of 500T in here. Yeah. Because we're shooting in tungsten light, and yes. I'm going to shoot a little bit of the FPP. Nice. That'd be good, Not right? Not too hunch? No. 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 With all these bright lights. Low light. Low, low, low light. What I love about the uh, Argus is that it has, it's a real lens. Yeah. Like, it's a nice Like lens. when you focus. You can see focus. Hey, who, it's Mark. Who that? Hey, the party's going to start now. Yeah. Woohoo. Where'd you stop? McDonald's? Wendy's. Lettuce and onion sesame all seed bun. I think they're describing a big... <laughs> to all the patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Hey, welcome, Mark. Hey, how's it it's going? Good to see you. Yeah, you too. What's new? Hey, we're back. <laughs> yeah, I brought you a present. Oh, you brought me a present? Yeah. Oh. Whoa! It's a whole bag of your favorite things in the world. Mark brought me a bunch of point-and-shoot cameras. And I got this one, too, but it's got film stuck in it that I have to get out first. Okay. This is perfect for the Golf Academy in uh, Spring Hill, Florida, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, We've been doing some tremendous uh, giveaway programs to schools. And one of the schools, the instructor, he teaches composition. He gets more into composition than he does, hey, it has to be SLR. Mm. Also, they're... they're, That's good. they're They're seventh graders. Oh, okay. Well, so, that's definitely good then. Yeah, there's some sweet, sweet... Ca- uh, he just, Mark just handed me a, a bag of uh, point-and-shoot cameras. Thank you. Folks who have been listening to this kind of, kind of pre-show, now that Mark's here, we're going to actually start the show. The show's going to change right now because I'm about to open up a container of what's called Calafia. <laughs> Calafia Farms Double Espresso. It's pure, soy-free, dairy-free, cold brew coffee with almond milk. And I walked up to the counter at the... And, hum- and now you play that, that, uh, that sound clip of Tuco. <laughs> no, no, I will. Whoa! I went up to the uh, the lady at the uh, counter at the health food store, and I said, uh, "I said, hey, you know, I'm buying this because it's a dance party in a bottle." It says it right here. She's like, it's like, no. It's like, does it really say that?" I'm like, "Yeah." It says right here. It says, "Our double E double espresso isn't for the faint of heart. <laughs> it can be that kick in the beans that you really need." Listen to John. John's whistling in the bathroom. <laughs> whistling in the dark. John, do you frequently whistle while you pee? <laughs> <laughs> Look what I'm about to un- unleash. What is that, Bailey's? No. This is, <laughs> this is Calafia Farms Double Espresso. Oh my cold God. coffee brew with almond milk. Oh it says here, 
our double E isn't for the faint of heart. It could be that kick in the beans that you need, if you know what we mean. It's cold brew coffee with a volume on high. Oof. A dance party in a bottle. Sounds like a nightmare in a, a bottle. Uh, hey, how are you? Kind of drink. To start the day. It's smooth, smooth reason to get mm. out of bed. Sounds like a bad decision making. It says right here, creamy almond milk plus two times the caffeine of a normal cup oh of joe God. plus sugar. You are. Let's listen to the cracking of the lid. Oh, yeah. And next we'll hear the cracking of your mind. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, jeez. Take it easy. Take it easy there, sailor. It's nice. Yeah. It is smooth. It's, it's different than a... This is going to be like the, f- the fruit punch at a party that you're like, oh, I don't taste the alcohol. And you're just going to drink it because it tastes so great. And then all of a sudden, that caffeine and sugar is going to kick your beans. I am now loading... Ooh, it loads in the back. Yeah, that's cool, right? Yeah. I'm now loading the Argus Casino. This is the test roll I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to get us developed lickety split so that I can hopefully bring this to Michigan. Michigan? Yeah. I, mean, I should have an oh, Argus. so you want to send this out and see the results I mean, quickly. I, I should have a... Yes, you should have an Argus in Michigan. I should. Yes. First thing I'm going to do is, uh, you know, when in Rome, go to the store and buy some Michigan gear. Do you you don't go to Michigan and wear, like, I'm not going to wear my Ohio cap, oh. my Ohio sweatshirt. You're going to be a suck-upper. Be <laughs> be like, they're going to look at you and be like, you're not from Michigan. It would be so funny. I mean, do you want me to see me come back with a black eye? <laughs> I don't think people in Michigan are going to beat when you we up if you're not wearing Fidley, the right colors. You, I think you you're were not with visiting. Us. Uh, we went to that bar. The hood. We, when we went to that bar, went to the first night we arrived in Finlay, I had all my yeah. Ohio gear on. Yeah. And it was like a restaurant. Yeah. The, yeah. Why? People give you dirty looks? No, the people hooting and hollering in there, they were all had their Ohio gear on. Uh, was it like college? Yes, football college season? football. Oh, okay. You don't go into a, a co- you know college town, Ohio, with a Michigan shirt on unless <laughs> unless you want to lose your teeth. Did you go to Michigan with this shirt? Yeah. It says what's a frip? Are they yeah. going to come up to you and go, "Hey, what's a frip?" Uh, this Argus. I'm loading this Argus with a with a roll of 500 oh, teeth. It's a cartridge. It gets pushed onto the uh, film plane. I'm going to load this. I'm a little nervous. First time loading. Uh oh. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Oh, does it fit in nicer? It was a little. Uh, I don't know. It's sort of like when you used to get eight tracks from Columbia House. Yeah, they were like a little different, right? Yeah, they didn't fit in all the way. You had to kind of jiggle them side to side to yeah. get them in there. All right, it's in. This is the first time at the FPP we're shooting Super Eight I'll in do the what studio. My kids did the first time I shot this. They think it's a still. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> these cameras. When you buy your Super Eight camera on eBay, unless you're buying a newer Canon that only takes the double A's, don't be fooled. <laughs> this camera. In the uh, grip takes uh, two AA batteries, mm. but in order for the meter to work, there's a separate compartment that takes uh, a PX625. In that model, particularly, or are you most saying models, in most models, really? Most. Uh. And Mark and I, Mark, by the way, has been uh, coming down once a week. I want to thank you very much. Yeah. Mark has, has helped me. We've, we've jump started the FPP donation program. And the, our, our and our monthly giveaways, which is amazing because it was stalled out. Yeah. Only because I mean needs some helps. Yeah. You were overwhelmed. Yes. You were like a hoarder. Didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do, and you yeah. he helped me parse it. And Mark's the guy because I remember when you had your piano at your studio space. Remember I came in and looked like looks like those guys at flea markets that have yeah. engine parts. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, just Camera a blanket, parts. which is st- and like I, my brain can't function. I can't. I can't do it. But anyhow. Did you ever get your desk cleared off last week? No, it's still pending. It's still like that? Yeah, it's still like that. But we were discussing PX625 and the beauty of Mercury batteries, which uh, Mark's mm. familiar with because he, you know, your studio is not too far from a Mercury graveyard. Exactly. We just go out and dig up batteries <laughs> when we need them. <laughs> Back in the day, in the 50s and 60s, uh, it was called PX625. It's a Mercury battery. They're outlawed. <laughs> the beauty of the Mercury is that it, it gives you a constant 1.3 volt Constant. When I say constant, I mean twenty years worth. So and it just dies. It doesn't ever dwindle. Uh, you know what? We we got we get cameras in. I get cameras in. Mark gets cameras in. We had a camera in where we opened up, found the original battery. It's still working. Wow, it's incredible, right? It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, it, pretty much all my cameras that take six twenty fives have six twenty fives in them from the seventies. It's all these and they just work. Batteries. They just keep working. The replacement on the beautiful batterymart.com. They're great people, by the way. Mm. They sell a PX625, but it's alkaline. Oh, alkaline. That's it delivers 1.5 volt, and that's the big debate online. Like, mm. you know, yeah. people get their panties in a bunch. I wasn't. I was thinking about it one night. Ew, I couldn't I sleep. Really think about and that. I, and I'm, I'm, I just bought 20. They come in a tray. What's called wine cells. You had mentioned the wine cells. Mm-hmm. They're 1.3 volt. Mm-hmm. They last about a year, and it gives a consistent 1.3. That's the zinc air. It's called zinc air. Yeah. They're not that. They're only like two, three bucks. And if you if you Google search wine cell PX six twenty five W E I N yeah, you'll come up to Ken. Ever come up to Ken Rockwell's site? Oh yeah, I love that site. Oh man, what a great job he did. He did a test in two different cameras over a year, and he listed you know month one the voltage, month two the voltage. It was one. It was consistently one point three volts for a year. Wow. I mean that's a great battery. So now I'm going to be buying the wine cells for my Super Eight cameras or. You know, my Canon FTB or any of these old cameras that take the PX625. Where, where's the battery compartment? Look at this. I mean, it's in a... Look at the. Oh, it's right there. It, we, I would say that's not inconspicuous. That's no, pretty... You wouldn't, oh, it, yeah, oh, that's I pretty see. obvious. It's pretty obvious, yeah. Sometimes oh, that's what that knob is on the side of my camera, then. Sometimes. Which camera do you have? The Minolta. Yeah, I put a battery in your Minolta. Oh, all right. Well, I, thank I, you. I completely juiced up your Minolta. You sure did. I did. I just wanted to chat briefly about that PX625. Let's go over really quick what's been happening this summer. People have been asking, what's going on this summer? It's been huge donations to the FPP of cameras. Huge. Huge, right, Mark? Huge. When the stuff comes in, it gets comes in through a shipping receiving department, gets piled up, and then it gets parsed by Mark and I. We open boxes and we sort it out. And it being September and school season, in August, I received some emails from some schools. Schools. Looking for cameras? Yeah, the first of which is uh, right here in New Jersey at the um, uh, Pascack Hills High School in Montvale. It's where it's not Jen's too far kids from go. here at all, yeah. Yeah, okay. right next, yeah, it's right by Westwood. Yeah. Danielle Garretson teaches the photography class. Uh, she says, we still shoot film and develop black and white film. Mm. The darkroom was recently renovated. I was there wow. during their art fair. Mm. Got to see this darkroom. Yeah. It's, I mean, for a high school? Yeah. It's awesome. It's got the door, you know, the sliding... Lost in space. The revolving doors. door. Yeah, the revolving the, yeah. door. Mm-hmm. Darkroom was recently renovated, and the school's been quite supportive of us keeping this program alive. That's cool. My biggest struggle is really repairing and finding good cameras. I have a ton of broken K1000, Minolta's, etc. She says, I've been buying some new Vivitar film cameras that really don't have the best lenses. Yeah. Most of the students can't focus them. Very frustrating. Yeah. Today, from our last haul, 
uh, I sent a, a batch of Minolta X700s. Yeah, we got a ton of X700s really? recently. Yeah, yeah like wow. K1000. I, I must have opened six or seven in the last two K1000s weeks. K1000s and some Canon AE1s are on their way awesome. to the uh, Pascac. Yeah, there were two AE1s that came up that were really nice. Yeah. yeah. We had some good stuff come in. So I'm very excited about that. For the last uh, few weeks, we've been working on a huge batch of cameras going to the Tulare Union High School in Tulare, California. Mm-hmm. And that is taught by uh, Danielle Shearer. Another Danielle. Yes. She says, I'm teaching four sections of photography this year. Each section has about 35 students. So I have 140 <laughs> photography student students. <gasps> That's un- incredible, right? Yeah. So it's 35 per class. That's crazy. Which in of itself is incredible. So you're, are you sending them 130 K1000s? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Just dig, dip into your own collection? And- we sent our first round we did... Last month, two huge boxes went. She just got them. And now the last batch we did last week, two, two more huge boxes are going. How many oh, is cameras? that all the Maxims? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Seeing? Oh, all the Maxim yes. stuff. Yeah, a bunch of that. We have a darkroom that needs major improvement. Uh, this is my third year teaching photo, my first at this school. So her class is, is huge, and they need a lot of cameras. So once these two huge batches settle, hmm. I'm going to contact her again and say, you know, How many useful? cameras do you think you sent out there? 40. Wow. Yeah, about 40 cameras. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I think I sent about 12 to Pascac Hills, about 40 to uh, Tulare. i got to go through my... When I get a chance, I'm going to go through my shelves and pull out... Uh, I have a lot of duplicates, triplicates, quad, quadruplicates, pentaplicates that I'll, I'll give you. So uh, Dylan Barnes uh, runs the photography program at the Gulf Coast Academy of Science in Spring Hill, Florida. Hmm. Dylan got in t- contact with us, and he wanted point-and-shoot cameras. Really? I can't tell you how thrilled I was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why would anybody want point-and-shoot cameras? I mean, here's just... Here's a thousand. I mean, yeah, I just brought you like eight today. Uh, we have... That's a, a cool one, actually. That's Not a panoramic. only that, every camera donation we get, seems, aren't there always like two point-and-shoots in the box? Yeah. Oh, man. The amount of point-and-shoots, I would call a mountain of point-and-shoot cameras. It just it's, like, it's like Canadian pennies. They just turn up there. <laughs> just you get a roll, there's one in there. Just an incredible amount of point-and-shoot cameras. So 20 35-millimeter point-and-shoot cameras were donated this week to Dylan Barnes' class at the Gulf Academy. Dylan runs a nine-week program for two groups of 12 middle school students. He explains the basics of photography, composition, and provides the students with weekly photography assignments based on the theme, portraits, landscapes, architecture. His students use black-and-white film, and they develop and scan it themselves. They use the Arista EDU 400 film. At the end of the total 18 weeks, the kids are taken to the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts, and they host a photography exhibit for their classmates and families to view their work. That's fun. That's awesome. For middle school, that's amazing. Yeah, that really Yeah, is. I mean, this is just... It's very encouraging to hear that uh, all these schools are still working with film. It is totally rejuvenated... I'm so excited about Three it. that we know of. Danielle, right here in Montville, had no clue where to get cameras. FPP is like pretty much the main resource for schools. Not only is it so close, but you've got a personal connection through right. Jen, too. Like, yes. And she didn't even know where to go. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people... Think of all the Danielles around the country who can't find cameras. Exactly. But, I mean, the first Danielle said she had a bunch of broken K1000s and Minoltas and things. She could send that stuff in. I could take a look. Maybe it's something easy. Yes. It may just need a couple of bangs on the floor. It comes right back to life. <laughs> That's true. I've seen By it. By the way, folks listening, uh, you know, the mantra here, uh, as, per, as per um, Beta Vodka. Gossin Luna Pro F. Beta Vodka. The great cinematographer, cinematographer teacher at NYU. Drinker of Coke. I got to find that tape of him. 
I have his voice on tape. Wow. Yeah, the great drinker of Coca-Cola Classic. He would boom, no violence. And that was my mantra until I met Mark. <laughs> you know, Mark, I see him. We're going through cameras. I'm like, oh, this meter's not working. He's like, give it to me. Oh, look, it works. Yep. It's just contacts, right? It's just or is it loosening something up? What is it doing? Yeah, it's, it's just bumping the contacts around, and maybe there's a gear that's stuck somewhere. Maybe some, maybe some lube dried out. It hasn't moved in years. Yeah. so just, just give it a little shake. And so think of it, you know, like you just give it a little tap with your finger, you know, you just see if you get it working. So I'm just using the entire planet as my little hammer that I tap the camera with. That's it. And also, for folks listening that uh, shoot with the Canon T90, there's an error that comes up where the camera just gums up. Uh, what you do is you take your lens off. And you literally slam the camera on the floor. Yeah. That's great. And it brings it right back. Dane's coming in, and I'm going to shoot him on Super 8. <laughs> Ooh. How exciting. Did you point a light at him? Really Did you quick, order the adapter for that? Really quick for off-topic conversation. Uh, we received a Pentax Q, Q camera. It's a digital camera. But there's a great uh, number of folks out there who like to, like, do, you know, hybrid technology, you know, when we were going through cameras, a lot of times people will donate film cameras, but in a box would be like a digital camera that no one wants. Oh. And Mark's like, oh, look at that. This camera, the lens comes off. And you're saying that this is a very famous occulty uh, camera because... Well, any of those, like the Micro Four Thirds stuff they talk about, you can get an adapter to mount any lens ever made to the front of that thing. So well, For real. Yeah, you can shoot any lens ever you had. So if you have a thousand Canon lenses in your collection, you can just get the Canon adapter and use all your old lenses. With this digital camera, you can get an adapter. Let's say you have uh, Nikon, old-timey Nikon lenses. Let's. Or uh, let's say Canon, the FD line of lenses. Anything. Probably EOS, probably anything. Yeah, the adapter is going to be more expensive if you start getting the more modern ones. Yeah, M42, M39. But that's pretty cool. Well, this is handy because many times we'll shoot a show like this show. What show? And we're so close to the air date that I need the I need the pictures. So I'll shoot some dig. Right before you walked in, Dane, we were talking about these schools that FPP just donated a bunch of cameras to. Oh, cool. Yeah, like probably combined over a hundred cameras. Yeah, turn them up. Oh, yeah. In between us talking about schools, this one says, (laughs) Mike, John, and Mark. So glad to get the FPP Summer bonus episode. Yeah, we took the summer off, but we still recorded some episodes. Mm. It was a great surprise to see you pop in on my Facebook and Stitcher feeds a couple of days ago. You guys are absolutely filmtastic, and I'm glad I found you guys a few years ago. Can't wait for the summer break to be over. That's now. Mm Mm-hmm. And get back to regular episodes. I never thought I'd, that I'd be looking forward to summer break being over. Anyhow, now that John and Mark are back, what's up with Dane? Been missing his voice on the podcast. Ah. Let's hear your voice. Hey, how you doing? Hope you guys had a great remainder of the nope. break. Looking, nope. to f- seeing, looking forward to seeing everyone in enemy territory. See? Oh, boy. Because this is from Jeff Preston. He's from Ohio. Oh, boy. They're oh, really boy. serious about their, you know, like, the college... Teams? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Right. So you're saying right. Ohio and Michigan specifically. Yeah. Not that just Michigan and every other. Enemy territory. That's Ann Arbor for the non-Buckeye fans. Ohio Buckeyes are like, you know, wow. the, the thing. Uh, on October 3rd for the AAPW, he's calling that Ann Arbor Photo Walk. Oh. By the way, where are you guys staying in Ann Arbor? I don't know. <laughs> Not sure if I'm going. Going to stay or drive back <laughs> that night. Please keep these shoes coming. Hope to see you in October from Jeff 
Preston. Thank you, Jeff. Nice. I wish I could go. Hey, thanks for the call out. So it must be nice to be missed, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, wow. that's cool. What has Dane been up to all these years? All these it hasn't years. been years. You mean since March or what? No, it's <laughs> yeah. like a long time. No, it would have been like last uh, yeah, it's been October. A, it's been almost a year, yeah. Yeah, well, it has. If I could speak for Dane, sort of like as, as his representative, mm. what happens, John, is we all get in lulls. Mm-hmm. You get busy with other things in your oh, life. Yeah. I mean, this goes for listeners, too. I've, I've received emails from people who are like, oh, hey, I haven't listened in a few years. I'm so glad you guys are still here. Yeah. Yeah, and they kind of get back into it. Yeah. You know, people it's put true. their gear down for a while, do other things, and then you're like, oh, man, right. I, Wow, look, I just found this camera. And the next thing you know, you have a bag of film to be that's processed. That's it, exactly. Oh, is that what that is? That's right. Yeah, it's a little baggy. Uh, a little baggy. baggy for Mike. I just want to uh, finish a few... Sh- I want to do a sh- few shout-outs mm. to some people that have been donating gear to the FPP. Absolutely. Before you came in, Mark and I have been like, going through gear. I know. I've been getting the pictures every once in a while. Yeah. I, I mean, the... the so, uh, yeah. one gent, uh, Roger Barrier from San Francisco... He sent a big oh, old box of film. I want to thank you, uh, Roger. And this, Mark, wow. this is the film that had the FK in it. Oh. Ooh. Remember that box, right? I remember that box. That's like a box of gold. That was oh. crazy. It was hundreds of rolls It was a of crazy box Africa of film. And oh. Foma pen oh. and it's all good Ilford stuff. and it's all good Holga stuff. film. Holga, yeah. Really? Darn. Oh, tons of stuff. Uh, old Portra. Really, really greatly needed. Like, I'm yeah. bringing a huge batch of film to Ann Arbor for the photo walk for people to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, in these school programs, some of the students need some film. Thanks a lot, Roger. It's really appreciated. Yeah. You'll recognize, you'll know the boxes. John LaPierre. Mm. <laughs> he says, how to pronounce your name? La, L A H P P E R. No pauses. LaPierre. He La says, I finally got off my fat butt and packed up a few cameras I've been meaning to send. There are a few in the bunch that I would probably have tossed, but no man's trash is. I know you really like a few of the items I packed. Listen to this, Mark. We went through them. Five boxes, 52 cameras, oh. scheduled to ship August 27th. That was a fun day. For, yeah, from Columbus, Georgia. Opening those five boxes. Wow. And there's a huge list here. He actually, uh, John went through the, the trouble of listing... You know, all these cameras. These, these, I didn't this, know there was a list. It was wow. more fun opening the box not knowing what was going to be in there. But in this box were a lot of what I call fun cameras. Uh, a lot of cameras that we'll bring to our next uh, FPP, um, our next walking workshop where we do the tables of giveaways. Um, not, raffle. Yeah, not necessarily school cameras, but cool cameras. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, so John, I want you to know it's greatly appreciated. Uh, many of these cameras did go out to schools. Cool. It was such a, such an amazing... There was a Kodak disc camera in there. Mm. Wow. It was, um, you still have disc film? I do. Wow. You, you, I know you were shooting them for a while. Not anymore? No, no, no. no I, n- I never shot discs oh, successfully, really? no. Oh, successfully. No. <laughs> I feel like disc is so rare that the discs I have, I kind of hoard. I never get around to shooting them. I probably have six or seven in the freezer. The only guy I know shooting it is uh, Photoni. Photo Tony. Photo Tony. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah Photoni. That's Tony, Tony Kemplin. Stuff, yeah. He's still going strong. That's right. He's awesome. I that still guy. see him. Like the 9,000 week project. He did, uh, I think, 52 cameras in 52 weeks. And then that that was years in, ago. Yeah. yeah. Then he's, he's at 104 going. cameras in 104 weeks. Whatever the match If you is. Google search Tony Kemplin or Faux, P H O, Tony, you'll come up with his site where you could buy his book. His book is awesome. Yeah, we were there. Yeah. He, was, he was on the 104 week project three years ago when yeah. we saw him. Yeah. So now he's on like the. 500 week program. He shoots Kodak disc. He shoots a lot of one, a lot of 110. Uh, we got, we got a pack. I just want to say a shout out to some folks. Uh, Wayne Maps, 
Uh, he is from uh, Oakwood Hills, Illinois, sent in some cameras. Uh, Cynthia uh, Molenkoff, uh, I don't know where she's from, but she says, I hope you find them good homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Margolis from New York, New York. He sent us uh, a Mamiya 100 DTL. Ooh, nice. Uh, I've never seen what it is. That, that was the very first batch. It's yep. a SLR. It's big, yeah. black SLR camera. Yeah. That's 35? Yeah. Wow. It's a very classic I've never camera. seen a Mamiya 35 yeah, that close. I think I've it never takes an M42, M42 screw-in right. mount. Mm-hmm. Tyler Robbins, uh, his site, Tyler Robbins Photography. He says, last weekend was a garage sale weekend. I bought some cameras. I'm afflicted with gas. Yeah. That's gear acquisition syndrome. How's that coffee? It's, it's good. It's kicking it's good. in a little it's bit? Kicking it's kicking in. I, I put in. it back on ice. Yeah. Good idea. Uh, one of my scores was a Minolta Zoom 80. I shot a roll of film with it. I've yet to process it. I also found Olympus Stylus Epic. You still? Oh, yeah. Those are still my go-to. You guys are still, still yeah, shooting those? Definitely. Everything. Yep. Bought it to the first day of school. The little moon, oh, you did? Mm-hmm. little moon setting, whatever it is. That's yep. Only. I wish you could set it to the default. Just that was that. the uh, picture I took of you at the Smooth, where That's all right. the Smooth was coming out. That's oh, right. you set the secret setting yeah. where all the Smooth was all oozing out the side. Smooth was oozing out no, the con- That's my concert camera. You go to any show, a live show, you, that, it's yeah, awesome it's great. shots. Of course, all these guys in front of me in the Smooth Sailors, the SmoothSailors.com is that's right. It's an experimental jazz we'll fusion rock and roll psychedelic social club yeah. surf <laughs> raga <laughs> band support yeah. group. Here, let's listen to a quick with a dirge here. Let's listen to a quick little clip from a like recent s- recording session. So you record every week on tape. Yeah, because the, well, we got a friend of one of those classic things where a guy was had one sitting in his loading dock, and he, he was like, hey, something's wrong with it. I don't know what's wrong with it. It doesn't work. And uh, so if you can just get it out of here, and it's yeah. like a <clears throat> task him under the glass eight mixer, track? eight track, yeah. quarter inch. So Dane real. banged it on the floor? Exactly. So yeah, we, we, we took it to Louie, and, and he, he cleaned it up, and then he, and we brought it back, and then he was like saying that it had a rewind issue. Turns out the guy wasn't rinding the film around the last oh, no kidding. pull uh, tension so loading it wrong. you string it wrong, right? It's perfect. Yeah. So we've been using it for shoot what three years? Oh my God, two two years and constantly. Uh, and we record straight to that. And uh, you guys do too many frets on that too. Yep, yeah, we use it. Everybody. It's only because yeah. the uh, our other one of our units on our Pro Tools, you know, died on us. So we got eight tracks, and so we might as well. If we only got eight, go to That's tape. Great. Only got eight, go to tape. And then there you, you go. bounce it to digital, and, and then we bounce it straight to digital. We, we've done some where we went straight to reel to reel, but then it still eventually had to go to digital. Right, but uh, we were like, "Ah, oh, we should just go to cassette," because I, mm. you know, that's the new thing. Mm. Cassettes, go to cassette. cassettes. It's all about cassettes track now. cassette. That's just like a. I, I don't travel to Brooklyn too much, but I've seen too many Brooklyn. kids like yeah. uh, those listening to those old cassette eight four and eight tracks are going way up in value. It's yep. crazy. Really? How I have there I have one of those. Uh, I have a uh, sports Walkman cassette. Yep, keep it. Those sound. Those are some of the best sounding ones. I get uh, like a couple of bucks for that now, or what? What the no. yellow one? Yeah, the yellow oh, one. Yeah, the the big bulky on one that closes. I think it's waterproof. Too. I got one of those. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that's a good one. Keep it. Yeah, keep yeah. it. Yeah. And every every week, you guys record and put it up on the site, and that's all free. Yep, it's all up all there free. for free. It's all grab it. Right. Yep. Just if you use it, you should ask us. Yeah, if you we use do. it somewhere. You should just say. Yeah. yeah. Is that true? Yeah, we do. Well, it's the open. We have it all set as that open source. You know, the people need to so even need to ask. All they have to do is if they take it, just say where it's from. That's all. Yeah. It is. It's oh, okay. the, uh, just give the, us some credit. The uh, Creative Commons. Da. Why don't we uh, take a break and come back and we'll talk about a camera? Crazy. Mm-hmm. 
folks listening to this podcast have been writing in, asking us to talk about Super, Super 8. 8. There are so many vintage Super 8 cameras out there. It's time to pick up a camera and shoot your own three-minute film on a cartridge of Super 8 film. And where are you going to get your film from? Right here at the Film Photography Project store online. As weeks go by, you'll see more and more Super 8 film stocks being added to the store. We have the Kodak Vision 3 line of films that come with a cartridge and a prepaid order form to get your film processed and transferred to a digital file. If you're into projection, if you want to project your film in your living room on a vintage projector, you'll want the brand new Whitner Chrome 200D Chrome Super 8 film. When you buy a roll of 200D Chrome film, you will receive an order form. It's not prepaid, but you'll get the order form so you can send your film off to the fine folks at Dwayne's Photo in Parsons, Kansas for processing. Keep an eye on the FPP Super 8 section in the store in coming months for new products being added. And it's time to start shooting some home movies. Super 8. Retro Chrome. This is the year at the FPP that we shoot color slide film. Color slide film is a color positive film traditionally used to make slides that you would put in a slide projector to have slide presentations for your friends and families. These days, you can still put together old-timey slide show presentations, but you could also scan your slide. So in many ways, it's even more fun than shooting color negative because you have the option of projecting your slide or, of course, scanning your slide. FPP has unearthed from a vault color slide film made by Kodak that we're calling FPP Retrochrome. FPP Retrochrome comes in 160 ISO and 320 ISO. The miles of film that we have acquired has been thoroughly tested. I encourage everyone to go to the FPP online store to try to try because many of you out there have never shot color slide film. FPP Retrochrome. Retrochrome. Hey, we're back. Hey. Mark is going to talk about a camera. What are you going to talk about, Mr. Mark? Yeah, what are you going to talk about, Mark? <laughs> uh, today I'm talking about the Exacta VX500. Um, I talked about the Exacta quite a while ago, probably a year or so ago now. But uh, this is another one I got. This is a more modern one. These were made um, late 60s, 69 to 72. It looks very Art Deco. They are. All yeah. their stuff had this sort of odd yeah. curve you know, to it. Pentagon shaped body to who's, it. Who's the guy that uh, was the architect of the Guggenheim? Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. It looks like maybe that guy could have designed that camera. Sure. Nice. Were you counting the five on that? That uh, sounded more than five. That was, yeah, it was more. I, I zoomed out. Oh, okay. Is that your shot length? So it be I'm recording little seconds. segments on Super 8 for this show. What show? Sweet. That so, no one will ever see. No, no, you'll see it next week. That's yeah. awesome. All right. That's awesome. Yeah, so this well, is... The, well, sorry to interrupt. I don't even think you're up to speed on Super 8. Should I go into the whole oh, thing? Oh, no, 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 Mike. No. What do you mean? I know you bring it... To, you brought one some to Smooth, and I know there's uh, I, people shooting it. This cartridge, you shoot it, you pop it in the mail, prepaid yeah. envelope, you get back a file. Right, right, yep. That's incredible, right? Yeah, but it has to be that cartridge. What if you have other film that you like want you to Like you have your own film. Yeah, then yeah. you've got to send it to a lab. Oh, you, they won't take it You'll back. You'll hear at the beginning okay. of the episode. Oh, yeah. I talked 
Like for an hour. Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I'm sorry, Mark. We're back to the show. No, that's fine. What show? Exacta VX500. VX500. This yeah. is. It's basically the same camera as the VX1000, which was a really popular camera they made too, but just kind of a stripped down version. So you know, basically the only difference is top speed is was reduced to one five hundredth on this, which is where the name came from. Mm. A couple other changes here and there, but this is another one of those in the Exacta family where the camera is built completely backwards. Everything about what you would expect it to. be is reversed. Yes, now I remember. So the sh- your shutter button is on the left side, so you have to sh- hold it with your left hand and focus with your right hand, which is really freaky. Unless you're a lefty. It, well, it still feels weird if you're used to cameras. The rewind is actually, again, it, it, the film loads. So because you're winding it, because your winder is on the left side, the film loads backwards, so the canister goes in the right side of the camera, so your winder is on the right side, too. So everything about it is just kind of flipped around. Now, is it normal? Does a normal cartridge drop in there in a regular take-up, or is this like yep. one of these strange? No, it's totally standard, but especially by this time. Yeah, they were using just totally standard. Oh, this little tab. don't lose that. Because this, because with the, with the Varexes, with the, with the um, Exactas, you can put a cartridge in one side. Yeah. So you can put, what you can do is you, can, you, you put the full cartridge in the right <coughs> side, put an empty cartridge in the left side, tape it to the tab, mm-hmm. okay. and I could shoot 10 pictures, and then just cut the film, take out the shot film, put another empty in, and just keep, pretty keep cool. shooting. Yeah, so the, the one that I brought last time, the, the, like the, the 1000 model, actually has a little knife Cutter in it. Too much. So you can chop Whoa. it, pull out, your, you know, put another empty in. So that's why, they, that's why it's got wow. a removable spool. So if you leave this Don't in, then it just shoots that spool. Well, this, you can just take one out of a regular cartridge, oh. too. This yeah, just that one just looks like kind of blue and one. fancy yeah, and pretty. Like and anodized. So if you're on the scene of a crime or a fire or something newsworthy, the mayor... The yeah, mayor's big speech. It's got to be exactly. in the 3 uh, You could be shooting, and then like the lab assistant comes. You cut the yeah. film in bag. You give him the film. He runs to yeah, the rush <laughs> Right. For the we night, need those pictures right now, but we can't afford to waste the, the second half of that roll. Oh. So, <laughs> can you load more than thirty-six exposures on this? Well, you can load as many as you can fit into a cartridge, which okay. is thirty-six is kind of pushing your luck. But you might be able to get forty something out of it. But yeah, exactly. Mm, that's what you could do. They did make. I don't know if, if it would work on this camera, but they did make uh, attachments for these. Yeah, this doesn't have a removable back, but you could get like a hundred-foot cartridge back for these. So you oh, could shoot, wow. oh my god! You know, you could shoot. 200 pictures. That'd be a good look. Pictures. Could shoot for three years um, straight. But the other nice thing about the uh, the Exacta cameras was that they were so popular that everybody made lenses. So it's got its own completely weird, unique lens oh, mount. Boy. Oh, boy. The, the shutter whoa. button is actually on the lens. Oh, whoa. Just, Freaky. Okay, cool. Yeah, a lot of weird features of the lens itself. Wow. Everybody made these lenses. So at last count, there are over 2,000 different lenses that you can get for this Jeez. camera. That is mind-boggling. That's and they were crazy, made by huh? everybody from... You know, I mean, these guys made their own Canon-made uh, exact amount lenses. I mean, Pentacon, everybody in the world. Yeah, so it's really, really easy to get lenses for them. You could change you that could out. Put on another yeah, one. Yeah, you can pop in a different one, but this one I've got the waist level viewer with the magnifier. Oh, it's got the magnifier too. That's the Which first I, thing it always goes on mine. Oh, the the magnifier just pops out. For folks listening, that just pops off the top, oh. so you can put a regular prism on it. Now, do you guys prefer like uh, waist That's level cool. viewing to looking through the eyepiece? What is your preference? What? I do. Piece. Just because uh, I've piece. noticed the pictures you get are from just a different perspective. I, I prefer that perspective of you feel like you're more uh, in the room instead of up like, hey, everybody. Oh, you know, look yes. Look at me. You, know, you can be like a different perspective. off to the side. Not, you know, like feel like you're two, f- two feet lower than you, normal. Yeah. You like both? Uh, no, I like eyepiece. You like through the eyepiece. Yeah. Through, through the lens. You? Through the lens? I like, I like both. I tend to prefer through the lens, but I, I shoot a lot of TLRs, so I do love getting mm. down on the ground. Like, sh- like when my daughter's playing in the backyard and I can get the camera right on the ground and mm. get that sort of worm's eye view. Mm-hmm. It gives you a really cool perspective. How There's about the gang there. out there home? Do you prefer like through looking down in, into 
to like uh, what do you call it? That's great. The waist level. West waist, waist level viewer, mm-hmm. or do you like looking through the camera lens? Just podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> That's our email address. Please continue, Mark. Uh, so yeah, this uh, exactly. I like it. It's just weird. It, I, I constantly have to remember. You're, yeah, where's the trigger? Like, like I feel like oh, well, you know, weird holding it backwards. What was this camera's heyday? Uh, Oh well, this one was made sixty nine to seventy two, but the the Exacta series went from, I mean, like the original Exa oh. cameras were like the first SLRs in the I think they were in the late thirties, and they made cameras forever. So this was a huge company. What year is that decades. camera in your hand? Sixty nine to seventy two. Okay, <laughs> have you shot with that camera yet? I have many many times. Yeah, I've shot quite so a few rolls. So you enjoy shooting with this camera, like you are an Exacta fan. I like. Yeah, I've got a couple of them. I've got I've got a fair number of lenses for them. It's a it's odd. If you I go like to a show thing. and you see Exacta, does does your mouth open? And ooh, comes out like oh. I'm not like a. I'm not like create. You know, I'm not like like that for them. But uh, I just like the weirdness of them. Right. Well, when we come back, we're gonna wind down this show. What show? And we'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael Rosso, host of the Film Photography Podcast, and a huge thank you to folks out there who have donated to the FPP over the last few months or year. If you love the FPP and really dig the podcast and continued blogs, videos, then please consider donating to the Film Photography Project. And you could do so very easily by either finding a camera, a film camera that works, and consider donating it to the show. Do you have any excess film that you're not shooting? Or if you can make a contribution, you can easily do that on the FPP Film Photography Project site and click Donate. Everything that's received is used for the Film Photography Project and its podcast for our monthly giveaways and any monies that are made in the FPP store just fuel the podcast. Let's keep these shoes going. The Film Photography Podcast. It's here for you. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're going to come back in two weeks and have a show. Yeah. What's yeah. We'll talk. Uh, you can send us a, 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 a... We really want some letters. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Hamina, hamina. You can go to our site. Upper right is a donate. You can send your old cameras. We yeah. have our school programs. They're in like high in gear right now. In high gear, if that's better. That's Mark and I, in the next few weeks, we're going to be barreling through. <laughs> going through cameras. Because people ask, well, what happens when I send a camera? Yeah. You could send a real pen to paper. P.O. Box 152. Letter. <laughs> Butler, New Jersey, 07405. Five, seven. We're going to be in... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be, and I'm hoping you guys will consider coming. He can't go. I can't do it. Uh, on the 25th of this month, Friday the 25th, yeah. screening a Super 8 movie I shot in 1989. It's a horror anthology. It's wow. blood, guts, and gores cursing like you wouldn't believe. Nice. It's at the Alamo Draft House. They have a bar. Wow. You could, they serve you your burger, right? Yonkers, oh, New York. Oh, okay. Mm. You're thinking of going, right? Yes. No, for real. Yeah. Yeah, Yonkers, New York. So that's on the twenty uh, fifth. Okay. If you go to the Google, Google, I'm gonna try it right now. The basement, Alamo Draft House, Yonkers. Let's see if it comes up. There it is. Alamo Draft House Cinema. Oh, thank you. <gasps> there it is. Nine o'clock in 1989. Some college friends from New Jersey pool their resources to shoot a full length horror film on Super Eight. Yes. They forgot about it. Twenty yes. years later. <laughs> it's true. They forgot. 
The basement was found, and the perimeter of total madness would never be the same again. The Basement is a four-story anthology that, feature, that features mummies, witches, death demons, sea serpents, zombies, Satan, a California Raisins costume, and a lot of creative swearing. It's like a <laughs> gore-drenched, unreality take on Amicus's Tales from the Crypt, starring every stoned metalhead from your high school, plus their, nice. plus their stoned moms and dads. <laughs> it's exhilarating proof that look no further than a line spoken by the cameraman on the set of the movie within a movie. This looks more like a rough kiss video than a horror film. That's Jeff's line. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I don't remember. So, 9 o'clock, Alamo Draft House. You get to meet the Smooth Sailors, me. Yeah. Not John. Oh, shut up. And Joey Kay, who did all the editing. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to go. All right. Well, hey, we're going to see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. You sound like a parrot. <laughs>